Thank you, Father. Well, welcome to Heritage of Faith. It's so good to see you for the last Sunday of 2018. Amen. Say, show me your glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I want to get into the Word. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms chapter... Uh, turn to Psalms chapter 129. And I... Lord spoke to me this week about about what how to close this year off, and uh, I believe it's going to just kind of stay in the flow with just that whole understanding of praise and worship, and how you create the atmosphere for change. You know, you know, a report information that comes can can do two things. It can make you rejoice or it can make you depressed, depending on what that information is. And, and what we, we, we have to understand, we are a heritage of faith. And according to the word, it says we walk by faith and not by sight. Say it with me. I walk by faith, walk by faith. and not by sight. You know, the, 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 what our founding pastor, Dr. Savell, has given as a word that he'll be ministering all over the world and, and ministering here, that word for 2019 is marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Let's say it together. Marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of of God. Let's let's keep that in our in our in our hearts. Let's keep that coming out of our mouths. Because I don't know about you, but but I've seen some great things in my life. God has done some miraculous things in my life in Annette's life. But you know what? I believe the best is yet to come. I believe that God wants to do and continue to do marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of his greatness. Amen. Amen. And, and, and so, so don't you like, well, well, pastor, my life's going pretty good. And you know, I don't need any, I'm not talking about whether you need a miracle or not. I'm talking about God wants to do some things, not just in your life, but through your life. Don't, don't sit back and, and wait to say something like this when you need a miracle. That's the last. You need to be saying things now. You, you need to be activating the prophetic word now. You need to be, you need, don't, don't wait to get in the word when you get a report from the doctor. No, be in the word every day. Be, be in the word every day because the word is life and health to all our flesh. And it is going to, it is instructions in righteousness. It is, it is something that's going to give you direction in life. It's going to inspire you. It's going to breathe life into you. So don't wait till everything is going wrong. But well, I guess I need to turn to God now. No, no, I'm believing every day for us to see God manifest his greatness in, in, in our lives and in your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Marvels, wonders and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. You know, I hate. I hate. As Grinch would say, I double hate. I loathe. The enemy. I hate what the enemy does. I hate deception that the enemy brings into families. I hate sickness. I hate disease. I hate poverty. I hate lack. 
I hate everything that is considered to be under the curse. I hate it. I hate it because it destroys families. I hate it because it takes out people too young. I hate it because it brings depression. I hate the enemy. You see, you, you need to get an attitude about the enemy and the, the kingdom, or I'd say just darkness and what the God of this world does to families and the deceptions that he brings. He hasn't changed. He's the same. He's, he's subtle. He's crafty. And he'll use any form to deceive you out of who you really are and what you're destined to be. He'll use every form of logic to got to reason for it's just okay or this is okay or that's okay. But I'm telling you, the bottom line, it will lead you to destruction. I hate the enemy and what it does to families, physical bodies. And I have an attitude <laughs> this morning Amen. as it pertains right. to the enemy. That's why I'm, I'm pressing in. We're pressing into these marvels and wonders and the manifestations of the greatness of God. Because Jesus, in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, says Jesus was manifest. Jesus was brought into the earth to do what? To destroy the works of, of, of the devil. First John 3, 8, it says that Jesus was manifested. Why did Jesus come? He showed up to destroy, to destroy the works of the devil. Say that with me. Jesus, Jesus showed up, showed up to, destroy to destroy the works, the works of the devil. So that, that's something that you should rejoice about. If you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, you should rejoice in that. (laughs) Some of you don't want to rejoice about it, but you know, I I don't know how your 2016 was, your 17 or your 18, but the Lord spoke to me something about going into this next year. And this is what he wants me to preach about this morning is a new year's song, a new year's song. I told a friend of mine that, and he goes, so you're going to sing tomorrow? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. My wife is saying, I hope not. But I'm going to, I'm going to read this, and we'll, we'll get into Psalms 129. But I want to read this first to you in, in Psalms 40 out of the Passion Translation. So you don't need to turn there, but, but Psalms 40 says, I waited and waited patiently. And I waited some more, patiently knowing God would come through for me. Then at last, he bent down and listened to my cry. He stooped down to lift me out of danger from the desolate pit I was in, out of a muddy mess I had fallen into. Now he's lifted me up into a firm, secure place and steadying me while I walk along his ascending path. A new song for a new day rises up in me for a new song for a new day rises up within me 
Father, I thank you for your word today. And as we approach your word, I thank you, Lord, that you will open our eyes and understanding. Thank you, Father, that you will give us insight on how to walk out 2019. How we press in to see marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations. And we thank you for your will being done through the word today. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. A new song for a new day. You know, a lot of times, you know, you you, you can be just walking around and, and singing a song. And you'll be like, why am I singing that song? Or where did that song come? I haven't heard that song in years. Or, or all of a sudden you're in a store somewhere and you're singing, a, singing music. And, and the type of music you don't even listen to. But yet somehow you know all the words. Because you just kind of, and it's just a catchy tune. Or it sticks out to you. And, and you sing. The, you know, it's like this. You know, there'll be occasionally I'll be going by and all of a sudden this will just come up. I love you. You love me. We're a happy family with a great big hug. You know, I, my, my son's 13 years old, and, and, yet, and yet all of a sudden, where did that come from? And some of you are wondering the same thing. Where did Pastor come up with that? But, but the thing is, is, is music is powerful. Music is powerful. Most natural music, secular music, whatever you want to call it, even some Christian music is written from a perspective of a story. Written from a perspective of what they've been through, what they've gone through. And they don't always have good endings. Could be written from a position of lust. It could be written from a position of whatever you may want to call it. But the thing is, is music is powerful. And because of your experiences, because of what you've gone through, because of what the enemy may have done, because of what someone else may have done, you might be walking around singing a song you need to stop singing. Now, I, this morning, I, I, in no means do I want to belittle anything you've been through, anything you've lost, any decisions that you've made, anything that's happened to you personally. I, I, I've had things happen to me. But I ha- I ha- you have to come to a place where you don't sing the same song any longer. Because, because the same song isn't going to carry me where I need to go. See, he said, he goes, I waited patiently upon the Lord. And he goes, I was in a hor- horrible pit. And he pulled me up out of a horrible pit. And it said he put a new song in my mouth. A new song for a new day. That may lets me know if there was a new song, there must have been an old song I was singing. If there's a new song that he's going to put in my mouth, that lets me know that there's something else he wanted out of my mouth. See, a new song. A New Year's song. A New Year's song. Now, look here in, in, in Psalms 129. It says, verse 1 says, Many a time have they afflicted me from my youth. May Israel now say, let's stop there. Many a time have they afflicted me from my youth. May Israel now say. Now, now before I get in just and, and unpack this, this verse for a moment, just that phrase, may Israel now say, meaning, meaning is if Israel could complain about something, they'd have something to complain about. They may say that may Israel now say. See, there's a lot of things that have happened in my life that Justin may say. There's things that have happened to you that you may say. But just because you may say it doesn't mean you need to say it. 
You see, the, this is, now, if you start in, in Psalms 120 and you go all the way to Psalms 135, at the top of all these songs, Psalms, they'll say, songs of degrees or songs of ascents. And these were songs that they would sing on, as it pertained to different feasts and going up and ascending to the house of God and going to the house of God. And these are things that they would say and, and things that they would actually sing. These are, these are songs. The Psalms are songs, right? So a new year's song. So, so just because you've had something happen to you and you've been through something and I'm not making light of that doesn't mean you need to keep singing about it. Many a time have they, have they afflicted. Now the word afflicted here means to be overwhelmed. It means to be in distress. It means to be bound It means to be broken. It means to be overwhelmed. So many a time have they distressed me. Because of of what they did, Mm -hmm. I'm in distress. Because what happened to me, I'm in distress. Because of what happened to me, I'm discouraged. Because what's happening to me, I'm overwhelmed. Because of what I faced, I'm up to here. May Israel now say, meaning you have, meaning in the natural, you have a right to think that and a right to, and, 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 and there's some reason that you could say that, but, but here, let's keep reading because, because the next verse we see faith in the song. See, there comes a time where you have to stop seeing the old song because the old song isn't a song of faith. So this new Year's song has to become a song of faith. The next verse says, many a time have they afflicted me from my youth yet. You see, here what we're about to see, we're about to see the writer of this is shifting his perspective. And his perspective is his faith. Everything that the psalmist says after this has to do with what this psalmist is believing. And what he's saying. Many a time have they afflicted me yet. Yet, yeah, yes, I know you've been through some difficult things in 2018. Yes, I know you've gotten some reports from the doctors. I know you've had some things happen in your family, your marriage, your children. I know there's some things going on right now. I know how your finances may look yet. You see, see, this is a song and, and, and a New Year's song needs to go off on the inside of you. And it can't be based on what happened last year, what happened two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. It doesn't matter. I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but I'm saying you can't go forward if you're going to continue to sing the same song. It says yet, yet. They have not prevailed against me. Many a time have they afflicted me yet. They've not prevailed against me. See, this whole aspect of yet determines whether you're going to be a victor or a victim. This whole aspect of yet determines whether you're going to be overwhelmed or you're going to overcome. This whole aspect of yet has everything to do with whether you're going to be a failure or you're going to be a victor. Yet they've not prevailed against me. Verse three says the plowers 
plowed upon my back, they made long their furrows. They plowed upon my back, meaning they, they stomped all over me. Life has ran all over me. Circumstance have run all over me. The enemy has run all over me. But verse 4 says, the Lord is righteous. The Lord is righteous. He hath cut asunder the cords of the wicked. He cut asunder the cords of the wicked. You see, this whole, the whole aspect of, of, of Scripture is not about staying in defeat. The whole aspect of this scripture isn't about staying in your bondage. This whole aspect of the word is not about staying under the curse. It's not about staying in your place of brokenness. It's not staying in your place of loneliness. See, he put a new song in my mouth. A new song. This whole scripture here. You have to see things from a, an eternal perspective. An eternal perspective. From God's perspective. Yes, I, there may be some things I can't answer on why this or why that. But I do know this. I know that the devil, he's a bad devil. And I know God, he's a good God. I know that, that Jesus said that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I know that, that he said, I have come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. The Lord is righteous and he has cut asunder the cords of the wicked. See, a New Year's song opens up pathways for marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. When we start singing a new song, what happens is, is we're opening up God to manifest. See, while you're still singing the old song, it's difficult for him to manifest. But when you start singing a new song and you start allowing and changing the atmosphere of your life with your song, the atmosphere of your story, the atmosphere of where you're going and what God is doing, then all of a sudden it allows things to change around you, change in your life, in your family, in your home, in your church. And it always starts here before it ever starts out here. It gets out here. See, the whole aspect of this scripture was all about restoration. Let's go back a, a page to uh, Psalms 126. Thank you, Father. We're looking at another song. Verse one says in the Amplified says, when the Lord brought back the captives who returned to Zion, we were like those who dreamed. It seemed so unreal. Then were our mouths filled with laughter and our tongues with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord had done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are glad. Turn to freedom our captivity. No, listen, turn to freedom, our captivity and restore our fortune. See, see, this is the song. They weren't, they weren't continuing to talk about their captivity. They weren't continuing to talk about, but they were looking towards something else. They were singing a different song. And what were they singing? Turn to freedom, our captivity. 
Turn to freedom our captivity and restore our fortunes, O Lord, as the streams in the south, as restored by the torrents. They, they who sow in tears shall reap in joy and singing. He who goes forth bearing seed and weeping and needing this precious supply of grain for sowing shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. You see, he, when he turned our captivity, we were like them that dreamed. You know, there's something about when, when you walk through restoration. And I'm not saying that you don't forget difficult times. I'm not saying that, that you need to forget everything about difficult times. But when you go through something and you come out on the other side, you're like, wow. Did that really happen to me? Yeah, I know I went through that. And it was difficult. I know the enemy did that and it was difficult, but, yes. but it's like a dream. And today I'm restored. Yes. And today he's restored my fortunes. Yes. Yes. And today he's restored my life. Yes. And today he's restored my family. Yes. And today he's restored my children. And today he's done. Uh, today. But, but you know, you got you, you to gotta change the song. You're, you can't continue to sing. Can't continue to sing the old song. I'm afflicted. I'm afflicted. I'm afflicted. I'm lonely. I am lonely. I am lonely. I am broken. I am broken. I am broken. You have to sing a different song. You're like, well, I don't really do that. But, but yet in your attitude, your actions, how you approach things, how you, how you approach relationships, how you will let offense set in and control you, how you let unforgiveness control you. All those things are all about the song that you're singing. Yes. Yes. Instead of saying the Lord is righteous. Amen. He has cut asunder the cords of the wicked. Let's look at Isaiah 12. Thank you, Father. Isaiah chapter 12. Verse 1 says, the Amplified says, In that day you will say, I will give thanks to you, O Lord. For though you were angry with me, your anger has turned away and you comfort me. Yeah. Thank you, Father. You know, a lot of times with the, the song we sing, yeah, I'll do, I'll do that. Let me go over here real quick. Thank you, Father. Sometimes it's hard for us to sing a new song because just I'll just say it, we're offended at God. And I just this just came up in, in, in Jeremiah fourteen, you don't need to turn there, just keep your place in Isaiah. Just just listen. In Jeremiah chapter 14, and without reading and communicating this whole story, verse nine says, and this is Jeremiah speaking to God. Now listen to this attitude in Jeremiah's voice. Why should you be hesitant and inactive like a man stunned and confused? 
This is Jeremiah. This is the song Jeremiah is singing to God. This is what Jeremiah is singing to God. He, he's saying, why should you be hesitant and active like a man stunned and confused, like a mighty man who cannot save? Yet you, O Lord, are in the midst of us and we're called by your name. Do not leave us. Man, he's just calling God out. He's calling God out. But I want you to hear God's reply to Jeremiah. Because, see, that's the song he he was thinking that that everything I'm going through is God, because it's just because you're not you're inactive. You're not doing anything. And well, and then he, he throws, he throws the religious statement. In, well, we know you're with us. You know, we, we like the religious statements, but yet where's our heart? What do we really believe? And here he says this, God says back to him in verse 19 in the amplified of 15 of Jeremiah 15 verse 19. This is God's response back. Therefore, thus says the Lord to Jeremiah. There's no mistake in who he's talking to. If you return and give up this mistaken tone of distrust and despair. Then I will give you again a settled place of quiet and safety and you will be my minister. And if you now get this, if you separate the precious from the vile, what does that mean? If you cleanse your own heart from unworthy and unwarded suspicion concerning God's faithfulness. Let me read that again. If you separate the precious from the vile, meaning God's saying, don't mix me up with the world. Don't mix me up with, with what Satan does. Don't mix, don't mix what, up, what, the, what the God of this world's doing with, with what I do. Don't mess up with, with what man's doing with what I'm doing. Don't mix the two things. Don't separate the vial. You got to take that away. So, so the thing is, whoo, Lord. And he, and he says it's cleansing your own heart from unworthy and unwarded suspicions concerning God's faithfulness. He goes, you shall be my mouthpiece, but not, do not yield to them. Let them return to you, not you to the people. And get this. And I will make you to this people a fortified bronze wall. He's saying, you're you're, you're looking at what they're doing. You're looking at what the enemy's doing. You're paying attention to what the enemy's doing. And you're thinking, I'm the problem. He said, but if you get your mouth right and you get your heart right and you change your perspective about some things, he goes, and you you don't worry about what the people are doing. You don't worry about what the enemy's doing. You stay still. You don't go after the people. They're going to come after you. And he goes, you know what? And it's going to be like a bronze wall. And I think it's Psalms 32 verse 7. He goes that he surrounds us with songs of deliverance. And he says this, and I will make you to this people a fortified bronze wall. They will fight against you, but they will not prevail over you. For I am with you to save and deliver you, says the Lord. And I will deliver you out of the hands of the wicked. And I will redeem you out of the palms of the terrible and the ruthless tyrant. See, see, Jeremiah had to change the song he was singing. Now, let's go back to Isaiah 12. That was a little rabbit trail there. He says, in that day, thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise. Verse 2 says, behold, God is my salvation. Now, it's interesting. God is my salvation. Say, God is my salvation. 
Now, it, it's interesting that and how this is originally word, how this is originally written in the Hebrew, that it's not necessarily referring to salvation as a verb, as salvation is a noun here. God is my salvation. The actual translation of the Hebrew here of salvation is Yeshua. And it's the Hebrew translation of Jesus. God is Yeshua. God is Yeshua. He is salvation. He's deliverance. He's safety. He's freedom. He's prosperity. God is. God is. What song are you singing? God is my deliver God is my salvation. Yeah. Yes, I know you might be facing something. You might be going through something, but what song are you singing? God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord Jehovah. For the Lord Jehovah. God is my salvation. Now, now Jesus said and told the disciples in uh, John chapter 16. Verses, I think, 31, 32, and 33. He says, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. And when you get in that tribulation, I want you to stay there. And when you're in that tribulation, I want you to sing about it. I want you to talk about it. I want you to tell you all your friends about it. I want you to Google it. I want you to, I want you to Facebook it. I want you to Insta, Insta it. I want you to tweet it. I want you to do everything with it. No, Jesus didn't say that. Jesus said, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. Let's put up John 16. It says, in the world, you will have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. Anyone been there? <laughs> but don't get, it mixed, don't, get, don't get the things mixed up. God, God's not the God of this world. And he's also not the author of your decisions. Sometimes we want to yell at the devil and we just need to look at ourselves, right? In the world, we'll have tribulation, trials, distress, and frustrations. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident and certain, undaunted. For I've overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. You see, this, this is, this is the, the, the God of God is Yeshua. See, this is Yeshua speaking to us. This is our salvation speaking to us that, yes, you're going to have this, but hey, this is a, but you need to have a new year song. What song are you singing? Let's look at Isaiah 12. Continue to look there. Isaiah 12, verse 2 again. It says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah, man, man, Jehovah there, the self-existent one who doesn't change, the ever-living, ever-loving God who doesn't need anything else to exist. The Lord Jehovah, now get this, the Lord Jehovah is my strength. The Lord Jehovah is my strength. That's might. 
That's power. And, and this word in the Hebrew isn't just something that's for physical, but actually, if you look it up, the very first thing says it's for material and physical. It's material and physical. The Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. And when I, this, this scripture is what went off on me a few days ago and what started this whole message in me. The Lord is my strength and my song. What does that mean? How, how can the Lord Jehovah be my strength and my song? I, we understand the might part. We get that part, right? We, we, he's, our might, he's, the, he's our mighty warrior for us. He's, you know, we, we can talk about everything that he is. We can talk that he's a refuge we run into. We can talk about we, we hide under the shelter, the shadow of his wings. We can talk about everything he is for us. But when it says Lord Jehovah is our strength, in our song. What does that mean? The word song there in the Hebrew means the object of our praise. He's the object of our praise. So what is a New Year's song when you make him the object of your praise? Yes. You make him the focus of what you pursue. You make him, you magnify him and not the problem, the affliction, the hurt, the brokenness, the negative report. He's our strength and he's the object of our praise. Many in it was the psalmist said, he says, Yo, they, though they slay me, yet I will praise you. Though a host encamp about me, in this I'll be confident. One thing have I desired, and that while I seek after, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, and behold the beauty of the Lord. You see, see, this is the New Year's song. He is our strength. And our song. He is the object of our praise. He is the one that we focus on. He is the one that we look to. Let me read this in the. Um, hallelujah. Let me read this in the message. Psalms 40. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Isaiah 12. I'm sorry. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to read this whole thing in the message. So you can just look on the screen. It says, and you will say in that day, I thank you, God. You were angry, but your anger wasn't forever. You withdrew your anger and moved in and comforted me. Yes, indeed, God is my salvation. I trust. I won't be afraid, God. Yes, God is my strength and song. Best of all, my salvation. Joyfully, you'll pull up buckets of water from the wells of salvation. And as you do, you'll say, give thanks to God, call out his name, ask him anything, shout to the nations, tell them what he's done. 
spread the news of his great reputation, sing praise songs to God. He's done it all. Let the whole earth know what he's done. Raise the roof. Sing your hearts out, O Zion. The greatest lives among you, the Holy One of Israel. Thank you, Father. The Amplified says, and in that day, we'll say, give thanks to the Lord. Verse four says, call upon his name and by means of his name. Actually, verse three, therefore, with joy, will you draw water from the wells of salvation? Therefore, with joy. Now, the word joy there isn't an emotional. It's not an emotional feeling. It's not a feeling because everything is going good. I'm going to reach down and get me some. Everything's going great, so I'm going to get my bucket out and I'm going to get me some wells of salvation. No, this means on how am I going to obtain what I'm, what I'm believing for? How, is, how are things going to change in my life? It says with joy. And that word joy there is with rejoicing. In my rejoicing. In my praise. He, what, he's my song, right? He's my object of praise. So with my praise, I'm going to draw water out of the wells of salvation. Many, everything that I need is in that well. That well has been set aside for you and for me. What he wants us to tap into it in 2019 is that, that through our worship, through our praise, through the object of our praise, we're not going to look at things as our object, look at, look at where we're at as our object, but he's going to be our object. And as we hit it, he, as we're praising him, we're reaching down and we're getting a hold of the marvels, the wonders, and the extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Hallelujah. Because verse, verse five says, sing praises to the Lord for he has done excellent things. The word excellent there means glorious things, things, glorious things also can mean this things that have been marked because his glory was there. Let this be made known to all the earth. Cry aloud and shout joyfully, shout joyfully. You women and inhabitants of Zion. Now get this. For great in your midst. Great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Great in your midst. Great in your midst. See, when you worship him, it causes him to manifest himself. I'm telling you, it changes the atmosphere. But I'm telling you, you have to have a New Year song. Or he's the object of you. Sing a different song. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for a New Year's song. Thank you, Father, that you are the object of our praise. Hallelujah. You are the object. Of what we look after, we don't, we, we, we push aside and we lay aside the song that we've been singing, the song the enemy is, has been, been afflicting us with the situations the enemy has continued to, to plow upon, walk over us and, and do certain things and how it's affected us in our emotions and affected us and tormented us. Past failures that the enemy no longer can, can use those mistakes we've made 
to control our future. Because why, Lord? You're our strength and you're our song. You're the object of our praise. And through our rejoicing, we're going to reach down and we're going to lay hold of everything that salvation has made available. Everything Jesus has made available. Because he was manifest to destroy the works of the enemy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We thank you for your presence, Father. Oh, we thank you, Father. Mm, Yeah, I'll read that first. I started with Psalms 40. In verse 3 in the Amplified, it says, And he put a new song in my mouth. And what was that song? It was a song of praise to our God. You see, the, it wasn't about singing on about where he was or singing about how bad the miry clay was. How bad he was. Why he deserved to be in the miry clay. But he said, God put a new song in his mouth. And it was a song of praise to our God. Now, this is what I want you to see because this is, this is important. It says, many shall see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Many shall see. One of the things Dr. Zavell, when he talked about wonders, he talked about how when wonders happen, it can be amazing. It's it's kind of people can will step back and see when when they saw the miracles in Jesus day it says it says they, they saw strange things so there's something here when he talks about that that he will fill my mouth and it'll be praise to our God and it says many shall see in fear and put their trust in God maybe it's the song that you're singing that's going to change someone else's life Maybe it's when you start changing your song that you're singing and you see marvels and wonders and manifestations of his greatness in your life, all of a sudden it's going to cause other people to see some things. It's going to cause the world to take notice. It's going to cause people to step back and say, their God is real. They are, their God is real. Yes, their God is a healer. Yeah, their God is one that changes. Their God is restored them. Their God had that. Yes, they should have been broken. They should have been afflicted. They should, and they should be saying this, but they're saying something different. And all of a sudden now we're seeing some changes in their lives. All because of a new song. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Justin, I, I need a new song. I need a new song today. I, I, I need you to pray for me today because I, I need a new song. And I need, I need something to, I, I, need, a, uh, I need you to agree with me. I, I need a, 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 a freshness as I step into 2019. Pastor Justin, I'm tired of singing the same old song. I'm ready to sing a new song. If that's you, just come to the altar. Come to the altar right now, really quick, for the sake of time. Just come real quick. Come real quick. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.
lift your hands. Do you receive this word today? Uh, Annette, come here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. On behalf of Dr. Savell, Miss Carolyn, myself and Annette, we release our faith. We release our faith for you and everyone watching by way of internet over 2019. We declare marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. I thank you for the new song that this church will sing. I thank you for the new song that will go out from this church. And I thank you that many will see in fear and they will see the greatness of our God. I thank you that that what happens in this place in 2019, I thank you that they'll know and it will be said that God is in the midst of this place, that God is doing something in the midst of this place. God is doing something through the midst of this place and God is doing something through the midst of every family and every life and every leader, every volunteer, every person that's a part of this church. I declare that, 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 that prosperity comes now. I declare that deliverance comes now. I declare freedom from addiction comes now. I declare joy comes now. I declare the greatest days are ahead of us and not behind us. I thank you, Father, for wisdom that's coming. I thank you for the joy that's manifesting. And we thank you that 2019 is going to be a great year. In Jesus' name. Give him a shout of praise if you believe that. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.